Welcome to episode three of the Lansbury podcast, uh, featuring some uh, the St Martin students uh, from year nine and ten. Is it? Or and seven, fantastic. Seven I'm as well. Amazing. Who've we got in today? We've got Meg. Yeah. We've got Rebecca. We've got Chloe. We've got and and we've also got some other guests in as well. So um, some of the guests are coming from a local charity called Help for Wales Foundation. Yeah, amazing. So this is Gemma from Help for Wales Foundation, who are a local social enterprise or charity. Community or interest company. Community interest company. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Help for Wales Foundation, Gemma? Yeah, so we're based in Caffilly on the business park on Van Road at Welsh Ice. And we support victims of domestic abuse by looking after their pets so they can access refuge. And then when they're rehoused, they get their pets back. Sounds amazing. Okay. Um, so do you guys have any questions about um, what Gemma does? Tell me what's the difference with a community interest and a charity, because I don't know what you're sorry. Yes, they're both regulated, but there's lots of red tape for the charity, and it's way the board is kind of set up. There's trustees with ourselves, we're mainly a director, and um, we do have some signatures, but everything we do has to have social impact, and we don't get the tax reductions that a charity does. You don't? No, because it's run as a business, but everything you do has to have social impact. And it's regulated, so every year you've got to fill out documentation to say how you've met your aims and objectives to prove that what you're doing is of, I suppose, a charitable nature. Mm. It's like, I mean, it's, it sounds really complicated. Yeah, it? they call it a kick, but it's quite, um, <laughs> yeah, it's quite easy to run really. And girls, <coughs> you have a question about the animals, kind of like where they stay? i got a question. And yeah. um, what type of animals do you actually keep? So we'll take any animal, cats, dogs, Even hamsters. Rats. We've got two rats at the oh, moment. Yeah, I love rats. We've got two rats. Um, Do you spiders? We'll yeah. take any reptiles, exotic pets. Snakes. Parrots? Yeah, we'll take Spirit any parrots. What's the oddest thing you've had? Um, probably dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're odd, are they? <laughs> dogs. Oh, odd. I thought it would be the hardest. Oh. Ra- two rats. Everything rats, else is cats yeah. and dogs at the moment. We haven't had any other little furries yet. Why do you put rats? Why does it matter? Because yeah. people's pets. Yeah, they love them. Person's pet. Can they diseased? So can you it give is. us a sort of an example of um, perhaps the journey of an animal? Perhaps when they come into you, like yeah. where they come from and then where do they go? What's the kind of process? So we have a referral usually from a refuge and they'll contact us with the individual details and what type of pet it was. So yesterday we had a, a dog in mid Wales. Um, it was a gentleman that was in domestic abuse, needed to go into refuge. So we drove up, collected the dog. He went into foster last night, but normally they'll go to a vet's, have flea worm vaccinations, microchip, general health check, whatever really they need that they haven't had. And then they go into foster, where usually they stay six to eight months, and we provide everything there, food, bedding, toys, treats, anything they need for the pet. And they stay in the family then. Do you, and do you understand what, what the words we use in house? Do you know what refuge means? No, other about us. Okay. And do you know what domestic violence means? No. Or domestic Ish. abuse? Ish. Okay. So it might be worth us explaining refuge. Okay, a refuge is usually somewhere in the community that's kind of kept a secret. You wouldn't know it was a refuge. And it's a safe house that people can go to when they're in a violent environment and they need to hide from somebody that's bad. So they go then to a safe place where there's lots of support staff and they stay there then as that's their home until 
they get all the help they need. And obviously to they can't take their animals in. So no. some some people might be making choices on their animals. <coughs> they say, you know, they put their animals over their safety. You know, we probably know a lot of people like that. You know, they put their animals first. So this um, organisation has thought about this. Where do the animals go in a time where someone goes into wreck and they look after them? Yeah, you I, like got I went to host, um, hostel and lived in a hostel for a couple of months and mm. like I had to give my daughter and mum to go out of it. Well, that, you're really lucky that you had someone that mm. could, not everyone's got maybe relatives that would be able to look after animals. So for people that didn't have that kind of help and support, this is what this organisation is doing. And is it always like foster homes? Do you ever take any home or are you, are you going to be quite strict? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I would have took this dog home to mine last night, but it's now a foster home, but luckily we did. We've got 71 foster homes at the moment. Wow. 20 of them still need home visits because everybody wants to be a foster. We've kind of got to go to their house, have a chat with them and see how they can help. So we've got yeah. 20 waiting for home visits. Would you recommend, because I love animals and I love a dog, yeah. but I, I can't really have one because I work and my husband works and it yeah. wouldn't be fair. Um, I do have the like six weeks off. Is there any like really short term placements? Would it be worth kind of someone like myself? I know I can't have yeah. an animal long term because it's not fair, but I wouldn't mind helping out for maybe like that short period. Because yeah. we're moving a barrier for people to go into refuge and the animals are going into foster. We look at every individual case as a separate case. Mm. If we had a dog, for instance, that is used to being left on its own in a property, we would maybe put that in another foster home that people do work a few hours. We don't stop anybody who's got a job fostering because it's temporary. Yeah. And as long as that dog is somewhere safe, having food walked. If we had a dog that maybe had always been with its owner and never been apart, we had a young boy who was homeless and we've, took, we've got his dog at the moment, he was only 19. That dog had been with him since he was a puppy, so oh, that dog had to go into a home <laughs> where the people were home all day to look after yeah. him because he wasn't used to being left. So each case we assess on a case-by-case -case basis, really. But anybody can foster as long as they're capable of looking after a pet. It's like a homeless person by um, Sports Direct, and he's got a dog and everything. Yeah. I think Sarah can look after. Well, we could look after his dog, so he could go into housing, and then when he gets his own place, he could have his dog back then. What would you do if you kind of had a phone call kind of really late in the day, um, and a bit of an emergency? How would how would that work? Have you got like, people on standby? Or? I usually go out and get the pet. It'll come be to my house, yeah. We had a phone call, I think it was like four o'clock on a Friday evening for Wrexham, and we drove up <coughs> there, picked the dog up at eight and drove back. So it's more than just a job? Yeah. It's like a lifestyle <laughs> choice. Just slightly, yeah. I don't see it as a job, because yeah. I really enjoy it and love what we do, and picking the pets that is quite traumatic, meeting the individuals, and yeah. you can see we met a young girl once and she was so like traumatised from what she'd been through, she couldn't speak. Mm. And we took the dog, eight months later we reunited him. The dog was going nuts in the car because mm. he could hear her talking. I got him out, he ran halfway across the road, stopped and turned his back to her as if to say I'm really annoyed with you. Mm. And then she was crying, he went up to her. But to see the transformation of them mm. and the pets, I cry every time, it's really emotional when they go back. Would you... From all your experiences, would you kind of recommend that more refuges take in pets with with the people of the services? Do you think it's definitely something that's needed? We yeah. we can't keep up with referrals at the moment. In three weeks, I think we have thirty four referrals. 
but obviously for us money is a big issue yeah and i can't stand saying no i think in the first year we had over 100 referrals and that was with us nobody really knowing who we were mm. Mm. so now people know about we've you. had seven since saturday so if uh, a person's listening to this now and they think, wow, this is a really good cause, I want to get involved, what kind of yep. things can they help with? Um, there's volunteering fundraising. So we go to supermarkets, do fundraising events. We're also in the process of opening a shop. So we need people to come in for a few hours out, sorting clothes, work in the shop, um, giving out leaflets. There's lots of different roles admin. So, We're um, always looking for help. Uh, tell us a little bit about the shop then, Jen. So the shop is new, we only have the keys Monday. We're hoping to open in two weeks. So people donate items and then we'll sell them on cheaply to raise money for the cause. But also help those and families be able to purchase nice things quite cheaply. Yeah, sounds great. So if um, a person obviously wants to find out more, do you want to spell out the website or your Facebook or, what's, or email? What's the best way to get yeah. in touch with? So on Facebook and Twitter, we're Help for Wales Foundation. Uh, Email help, help number four. Number four, yeah. Wales Foundation. So Wales is one word, foundation. And then the website is www.helpforwalesfoundation.org.uk. And on there you can register as well to become a volunteer or a fosterer. And then see how you can help. There's lots of different ways. And some amazing messages from people mm-hmm. saying thank you. It's nice. Fantastic, that's great. Any more questions before we say goodbye to Gemini? No. Right, nice one, Gem and Tasha. That's great. Thanks Thanks for coming. Uh, Good luck with it. And if you've got any more news, then definitely pop in and and come on on the podcast again. Yeah, pop to the shop. um, Yeah, we're laying around for days and all pop up. Yeah, definitely. Perhaps you could speak to Miss Shop, Lynn. I know you've done some charity raising before, haven't you? Maybe you could look at maybe doing another kind of buffet mm. afternoon tea and mention this um, organisation. Friday the 8th of December, we did it last year as an annual thing, we do Come As Your Elf Day. So it's a day, it's like a Christmas theme, so you can either make Christmas jumpers or like clothes. And then we get organisations, schools, companies then to raise money that can all go towards the care of the animals. Okay, so like we to wear your Christmas stuff, pay your pound. Yeah. And then... Or you can do, like, you know, if it was an organisation, they could do team-building days and things like that. Mm. <coughs> Have an Here we are, girls. I think that's your task. <laughs> Maybe speak to Miss Shopman. Yeah. Um, Might be someone you can tell me Welsh back as well. Never know. Yeah. And tell them about this charity, uh, this organisation, because obviously it's new and it would be nice to raise awareness and see how we can help out. Thank you. Thank you. Nice one, Jen. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hello podcast, we're here with Miss Banks to talk about food banks. And the first question I ask, what is food banks? Well a food bank is somewhere where people donate food, like tins and pasta, um, and if people are short of money or don't have enough food to feed their families, they can go there and they can get some food bank donations to help them cook their food that evening. We are you going to ask for donations, Miss? Is it going to be from staff? Is it going to be from students? Well, we started off with just students because we've been learning about poverty in Wales in year eight. Um, So we started off asking students if they could all bring a tin in or a packet of biscuits or something. Um, But then the staff heard about it and they all thought it was a brilliant idea as well. So they've started bringing in things too. So we've got two 
big boxes full already in the English workroom and we're expecting some more this week too. So if there's any listeners at home who've got cupboards full of stuff they don't think they're going to eat, how do they get involved and send stuff over to you? Do you just bring it into the St Martins and ask for... Yeah, we've got a box in the foyer um, yeah. outside Mr Jarvis's room, so there's always a little empty box, but by mm-hmm. the end of the day this week it's been full every day, so that's oh, good. Yeah. Um, so people can just bring it up to the school, for sure. Yeah. Any other questions? With the like main place in Philly, Wales, where you collect it from? And most donated, like, where do you donate it to? Um, so we're going to be collecting the food and then taking it down to the Elim Church. Um, so Elim Church used to have its own food bank and it's just been um, helped out by the Trussell Group who, um, who arrange food banks all over the country. So we're going to be taking it down to the Elim Church in a couple of weeks. Um, but you can also donate usually in supermarkets as well. They usually have a trolley mm. near the exit and you can put some extra food in there on your way out too. Oh, I've always wondered what those trolleys were for. Now we know. Mm-hmm. So if someone was falling on hard times a little bit and they felt like they needed uh, help with a, with, a, with a box or whatever, what's the process to go and pick one up? Um, they'd go down and register their interest and usually I believe that they can take a box straight away. Um, so rather than, it's not like going shopping where you go and pick all your stuff, the, the food bank will put together it's like an emergency kit of, of items that, that would help feed a family for a few days, mm. usually I think it's for about three days it can hold you over for. What so, kind of things are in the box? Um, so packets of pasta and rice, biscuits, tea bags, milk in a carton, you know like that UHT milk that lasts a long time, um, anything that doesn't go off really, um, mm. or that could poison anybody, because we don't want that, do we? Mm. No. It's probably a really important time of year to be doing it as well, because I bet there's lots of families out there they're kind of worrying how they're going to buy presents mm. for their family and sometimes they may be putting the money towards presents rather than food yeah you know they might be wondering what to kind of prioritize so if they did have that food bank and that nice kind of little package at least they know they would be getting some nice mm. hot food yeah because food bank visits increased by about 50% in December. Wow. So really? yeah, so wow. it is it is a really tough time for people. Mm. So yeah, you're right, which is why we're doing it um, at this time of year. I used to work in a community centre in Newport um, and they had a sort of food bank mm. so uh, a church used to bring in these boxes of food the same sort of thing really. But some people used to come in and they'd take four or five and then give them to their elderly neighbours or perhaps that yeah. sort of thing, you know. Well, we, in my old school, I only joined St Martin's at the end of last year. In my old school, school in Barry, we were doing it for years. I was a pupil in that school years and years ago. We were doing it then. At Christmas time, every form group would make a hamper and we'd decorate it, put all bits and bobs, yummy mm-hmm. things in, and treats. And we'd drop them, we'd all go out in a minibus and we'd drop them to all the old people yeah. in, in Barry, mm-hmm. you know. So we'd get a list, and it still happens now. And actually, you know, Miss Powell. She taught me when I was in school in Barry, and she can remember doing that as well. So we've been talking that maybe that might be something we could try and do mm. next Christmas. Oh, that's our so challenge, you see. So this is just testing the waters at yeah. the moment. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a really good scheme. Because um, like, I used to take some boxes as well. I don't think there's anything kind of wrong with, with anyone taking one, you know? No. Because obviously it just helps your money go a little bit further. And if this money, if this um, st- food is going to go off, that kind of thing, then it might as well go to good use. You know? Yeah, and everybody's got, like, I've donated stuff that is lurking in the back of mm. my cupboard. There's still plenty of time in date, but 
I haven't used it for, you know, the tin of parsnip soup or something for ages. I think, well, I'll, I'll give that then. I'm not desperate for any parsnip soup. So somebody in need can have that. But I think there's lo- lots of things going on in Caerphilly, um, community-wise. Yeah, um, the, the, like yeah there is. Our school's actually getting involved. Um, the year 10, the catering department, Miss mm. Shopland is going to make a Christmas buffet for the Intergen down Van Community Centre. Ah. So all the um, elderly people that attend that group are going for a Christmas lunch um, and some people from the homes as well around the area. So that's a really lovely thing for our school yeah. to help out with. So Because they'll be making all of the buffet from scratch, their money will go a lot further than if we just kind of pop to the shop. Yeah. And obviously they've... Um, catered for buffets before for charity and I would say that our catering department's amazing the way they present our buffets and how mature they are in delivering as waitress staff as well so that's one thing um, also there is another event down at Van Community Centre which is soup, a soup and cra- kind of crafts around Christmas so if anyone's particularly like lonely in the community over Christmas time, again, it can be any age. I think as students, we're going to be going down from St. Martin's to um, offer to kind of help support with the crafts. And it's just making sure that no one's like socially isolated. Some Christmas. people don't have the chance to decorate a tree um, and maybe don't have anyone with them to mm. celebrate Christmas. So it's really important that we think of these things and think of our community think of our neighbours who lives next door up the street if there's anyone there that's elderly living on their own that could do with a bit of support um if you are worried come to see me because there are lots of projects we can get involved with and support our community is there any um i remember watching a program before about uh film i daniel blake have you seen that no, I don't think I have. Well, it's a really interesting film, but a big part of that film, if you're into food boxes, uh, food donations, that kind of thing, happens in, in a food donation ah. place. But anyway, they were looking to try and raise the profile for people to bring in sanitary products for ladies, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Are there any uh, products like that? that sort of, I'm not uh, sure. Although, now you've thing? mentioned that, one of my friends from Barry is, is yeah. doing a collection of sanitary products, but we could maybe try and find out if something around here is yeah like that. I'm just wondering like what kind of things might be yeah I'm not sure we could investigate that mm. can we yeah at the moment it's just food but I know there are lots of things that go on because in Barry we do the make a rucksack not make one but buy a, or an old rucksack and fill it full of things for homeless people and mm. um, I've, I've done that a few years running mm. um, so there's always lots of things going on but slow and steady I think we're starting um, in St Martin's, my first Christmas here. Right. I think I better not be too ambitious. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what's going on. Yeah, I know I should. <laughs> we've also we also heard about the um, Alan talked to us about the dog hamper, didn't he? So about homeless um, people and perhaps their dogs, and yes. maybe making little packs for the dogs. That's a lovely toys idea. And treats. Mm. Well, a, a doy friendly toy. Yeah, not, not just any cuddly toy. Yeah, well, there we go. We've got to think about doing that as well, then. Yeah, fantastic. Nice one, Miss Banks. Thanks Thank for that. Thank you very much. We'll catch you uh, soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.